today. Joe Biden changes his mind and decides to travel to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Nancy Pelosi gets special treatment to go get her hair did. And California passes a bill to help LGBT pedophiles. Yes, you won't believe what's coming up. And it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, and also one of my personal favorites. Thank you. Sh- oh, no, not you. Oh, oh, oh. Sh- it's the sheriff. <laughs> sheriff Bill Weyburn, uh, sheriff of Tarrant County, local sheriff here, and uh, just an all around joy to be with. Thank you. So it's thank you. With you. And then again, there's Jason. <laughs> We'll get into the headlines. I'm still throwing off my game from that whole pedophile story. I didn't even see that. So, well, it's good to know that one of our guests prepped for the show. Should be a great show, everyone. Uh, So, Joe Biden, after just ripping into President Trump for his Kenosha visit, he made this big deal and said that he would not visit Kenosha. He said he wanted to prevent upsetting a peaceful nature of protests. He now says that he is going to visit Kenosha uh, tomorrow. Actually, this was the two days after President Trump uh, goes to visit Kenosha. And uh, you got to wonder how behind these pollsters are uh, over in the Democrat camp, because, we, you know, it's what, 100 days of riots. Nothing to see here, people. These are just peaceful protests. Joe Biden doesn't speak out against them. All of a sudden, riots are really bad, you guys, and and you probably should not loot and burn down buildings. And now, you know, oh, I'm not visiting there. I wouldn't want to upset the peaceful protesters. And then all of a sudden, well, I guess it was a really good visit for Donald Trump. Yeah, I think I'm going to go there. I think I'm going to go there. What is going on? Uh, They don't know. (laughs) I seriously don't think they know. I I mean, I I know Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, we know that for a fact. (laughs) What about his people? He's not sure if he's alive. Neither are we. I think they're so taken aback because their strategy was, let's just let Main Street USA burn. Let's let it burn. We think that this will turn in our favor. Um, we can blame Donald Trump for all this. Seriously, I think this was their strategy. They were egging it on from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, this has, been, this has been a strategy for the last two years, really, of egging violence on. But then it turns out that Americans don't like rioting. Mm. You know, kind of, you know, who to thunk that? They, they don't like violence. And um, once they figured that out and they saw those initial polls come out, then you finally saw Joe Biden come out against, uh, you know, denounce the violence. Only then. So they're playing, they're playing a catch-up game, the reactionary. Um, then they thought this was going to be horrible for Donald Trump to go to uh, Wisconsin. Then they found out that it wasn't horrible. They, they, they didn't erupt in violence. And then he pledged, what was it, like 40-something million dollars yeah, to help them rebuild. Million. Um, so then they're like, oh, you know, now we have to react to that. They are way behind right now. And they know it. They're, they know they're in trouble and they're playing catch up. And the problem, one of the things that they think, and this is an issue for them, is they think we're all stupid. Mm-hmm. They think that we didn't notice the fact that they were egging all the violence on the beginning. They think that we didn't notice that only now are they coming out. Now, everyone knows. You made that bed. Now they're going to have to lay in it. Yeah. What do you think, Cher? Well, I agree with what Jason was saying there is I don't think they realize it. And uh, 
poor Mr. Vice President Biden. I hope he knows he's going to Wisconsin and not Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, but we'll uh, see. We'll see. And uh, but it is interesting to me that they are behind and uh, that, you know, they thought, uh, you know, Antifa is just a myth. I believe Congressman Nader said that yeah. that's a myth. So here they are once again, that they are not buying into or acknowledging the evil that is going on. And more importantly, I think they do know it and they're egging it on and thinking it's going to be good for them in the polls. And I think it's going to come back to haunt them on November 3rd. Absolutely. And the danger of just that, when, when Nadler said that, oh, it's a myth, they don't exist, then a member of Antifa goes and executes a Trump, uh, Trump mm -hmm. supporter. They don't think there's any consequences for any of this stuff. Absolutely. Mm. Nuts. Well, so what is your what is your view, Sheriff, on I feel you you are uniquely qualified to speak on. Uh, Jason mentioned it earlier, the president pledging forty two million dollars to support public safety in the state through law enforcement and prosecutors, an additional one million dollars to Kenosha police. Uh, and then there's a four million that will go to local businesses for recovery. But um, but what are your thoughts on the uh you know, the president being in a federal position, pledging all of this money to support public safety in the state. Well, I appreciate it. And then, by the way, that federal money is our money. Yeah. And I, I think no. Kenosha has done the right thing. They, they saw that they couldn't handle it. The president sent in the troops, quietened it down, no more violence. But yet they've got to they've got to reclaim that. They I'm sure it has cost them a great deal of money. Mm hmm. And a great deal of equipment that was expended during that. And, of course, we saw those businesses where it looks like a bombed out uh, village. Right. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it, yeah, it really yeah, does. It really does. And I think that, that us rebuilding that, us, were their neighbors. Right. Because they are going to keep the peace there. Mm -hmm. I think that's the neighborly thing to do. And I think it's a good thing. Do you, does it change your mind if you consider, like, let's say how Minneapolis handled it uh, or, you know, the, the, the cities that they have mayors who actually tell the police, they tell law enforcement to stand down mm -hmm. to let these things happen and then come back later and ask for federal money? I think those we should not send a dime to. Okay. I think those mayors that, that allow that to burn then you figure it out. Yeah. You figure out what's going to get bring people back. What do you think, Jason? You said that was that was the next point I was going to make is if you're going to pledge money to give it to uh, police departments, law enforcement agencies in these states, well then it's then on the governors and the mayors to let them do their dang jobs. Mm -hmm. And and same for the prosecutors. Like you know, like this is like in Oregon where they're actually letting them assault law enforcement officers and then say, hey, well consider their intent before they punch you in the face. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Right. So you can get we can give this great. The president's giving this money. But now it's on the people of Wisconsin from the local governments all the way up to the state. Let the people that do their jobs do their jobs mm -hmm. and not hold them back. Which, Absolutely. Which is a great time to bring up uh, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, who has been notorious for that. Just, you know, letting Antifa kind of take over the streets of Portland. And then uh, you got to love he's he's like, yeah, you just let's just let them do all this. Let's Let's just let, we'll just wait and let it burn out itself. And then they attack, of course, him. Uh, I think we covered this earlier in the week, but uh, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, he got kind of a surprise when it turns out that uh, they'll come after you, too. And he had fireworks shot off outside his apartment. Here's a little bit of that.
Well, it turns out he has decided he is going to, uh, he's going to move. He is going to move. He, it turns out he doesn't like feeling unsafe in his apartment. Who knew? Yeah, he can move to Timbuktu if he wants to, if he if he still you know enables you know violent criminals to continue to do this. It doesn't matter where he goes and runs and hides, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and and it got worse than that. I think when the police, because they did say that um, they were holding the police back not to escalate the situation, which that sounds ridiculous to me. Like. What? I mean, Unless, is it law enforcement's job to escalate or de-escalate? I can imagine, you know, like in the situation, you know, if someone is get, getting crazy to try and de-escalate the, de-escalate the situation. But, I mean, I don't, I, I just don't understand these tactics, what they expect to happen. I think what actually called them finally in was when someone was doing exactly at the federal courthouse uh, in Portland uh, that they, they were doing there. They were knocking out windows and throwing in like Molotov cocktails. Yeah, so, and I want to get, Sheriff, I want to get your thoughts on escalation, de-escalation, uh, what Jason was talking about. But let's watch, because Jason's right. So they they actually took it a step further. The writers actually set fires inside the apartment building. Uh, I believe that we have a, a clip of that. Let's watch that. <laughs> Those of you listening on podcasts, the, uh, the building says cops equal KKK with spray paint all over it. Several fires burning inside. Uh, so, as Jason was saying, Sheriff, how do you, how would someone, how would a, uh, a law enforcement officer say to his people, well, let's just not go, you don't want to, de- you don't want to escalate the situation when this is happening? I cannot imagine ever giving that order is that here we need to engage. These people aren't going to be talked out of anything. We need to go and engage them and put them in jail. They are thuggery, outlaws, and warring. They're warring on us. And this mayor there that uh, has now been attacked, isn't it amazing? It's kind of like an old Twilight Zone movie. He's feeding the aliens that have invaded thinking they won't come after him. And oh my gosh, here they are. They're going to eat him too. Yeah. uh, it's amazing. It happened to Lori Lightfoot as well. Yes, Chicago, it did. They showed up at her house. Oh, yeah. Oh, but she, she didn't ban all the protests, just the ones around her house. Right. Oh, right. my gosh. Right. Um, the, if you see them, look at they have they feel like there's no consequence to their actions. Like they feel like, oh, they've let us do this in the past. Mm-hmm. We can continue to do it. And the thing is, is that's what is enabling these other riots and, and violence to spread everywhere else. They look at the coasts and they see no consequence. No. Even if they get arrested, they're let go. Someone will bail them out, and then the, and the DA will just drop the charges because, mm-hmm. because I don't know why. I don't know what they expect to get out of that, earn po- political points or something. I don't know. But it's causing more to break out all over the place. I, I tell you what, if, if that stuff, when that, ha- when that uh, shooting happened in Wisconsin, I guarantee you all of them thought the same thing. Nothing bad is going to happen. Uh, the mayor was like, I'm just assuming this is what was going on. But yeah, stay back. Don't, don't let, let, let them go wild. Let them go crazy. Nothing will happen. But now you're in flyover country and that doesn't sit well. Mm-hmm. So you're, but I'm not saying people should, I'm not, I'm not going to say that people should show up armed to some of these places, but that's what's going to happen. If you don't let police do that job, yeah. then citizens are going to exercise their Second Amendment right to protect their property. It's just going to happen, and that's when Absolutely. real violence is going to happen. So what do you mean by when you say you think that the mayors just said, let them let them go wild and nothing's going to happen? 
But if they're going wild, I mean, certainly something would happen, right? Yeah. Specifically from Kenosha, I remember them saying that the uh, the mayor had instructed the police department to stand back because they did not want to inflame the situation. And you saw we saw the videos from Elijah Schaefer. Like yeah. there, there was at, if, at any point that was the time to send an overwhelming force into that area right. and shut that down. But That's they right. didn't. So what do you expect? I heard a lot of people, they were trying to get a gotcha question on the president and I think even McEnany during a press conference. Mm -hmm. They're like, should armed civilians be showing up to this place? And he kept saying, and they, their answer was always, we feel that, that law enforcement should be able to allow to do their job. Right. That's what they kept saying. And I understand, they were trying to say he was dodging the question. No, he wasn't. He was saying, look, because you're not allowing law enforcement in there, That's right. citizens have to do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no, other no other choice. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Sheriff? I absolutely agree with that. If the law enforcement steps down, then you have to do it yourself. And we've seen that happen in small towns already, and where here comes Black Lives Matter and Antifa into town, and all of a sudden the good citizens show up and say, not here, not now. And by the way, they didn't get away with anything in those towns because they weren't going to stand down. They weren't going to back up. So the citizens still have the right. That's the uniqueness about America. You can't invade us mm -hmm. because all of us got guns and we're not going to put up with that and we understand liberty and freedom and we're not going to back away from that. Mm. This is why sheriffs are going to uh, or win this battle for us. It's, yeah. it's like every time, like sheriffs have such a hard job because when things get really, really bad, like if a Joe Biden becomes president and they start actually asking us to do unconstitutional things, there's, there's no other stop for that. Right. There's none. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't imagine the situation you'd be in. It'd be like, okay, force this, uh, this weapon round up. Yeah, go door no. to door and knock on right. people's doors in no, Texas. No, we're not going to do that. I mean, gosh. <laughs> that's not going to go well. A little spoiler <laughs> yeah, alert for everyone out there. That's not going to go well, at least here in Texas. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> We've got not gonna happen. a lot more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Omega XL. So if you are one of many Americans, by the way, who you just live with constant pain, maybe it's back pain, knee pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, you don't realize uh, that oftentimes the underlying cause of that pain is inflammation. And if you're doing anything other than treating the inflammation, not only are you just masking the problem, you could also cause permanent damage by not dealing with the root cause. Uh, Omega XL is backed by 35 years of clinical research, and it actually attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. So you will get to the root cause of that problem. Uh, it, you're not just going to rub icy hot on it and be like, this feels really great for 20 minutes. And then after that, I'm in constant pain again. Omega XL neutralizes the inflammation that is causing your painful joints and muscles. And uh, it is a powerful fatty acid combination from New Zealand. From the, I like how they say this, the pristine waters of New Zealand. So it is natural. And uh, again, you don't have to live with just constant pain. I know what it's like. I had some back problems from a car accident that I got in several years ago. And uh, it's really, it really is life-changing when you find a product like Omega XL that you can incorporate into your life and get you out of pain. It will change everything. You can get started now. Order Omega XL and get a second bottle for free. You can go to OmegaXL.com slash news. Get that second bottle for free by going to OmegaXL.com slash news. Back in a minute.
right, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, it's a, always a good day when Nancy Pelosi is under fire for something. Uh, today it is because she visited recently, she was caught on camera having her hair done in a San Francisco salon, despite the fact that the city has not allowed the establishment to offer services for like months and months and months because of coronavirus. Uh, they are still Salon owners are about to be able to offer services, this is crazy, outside, but not this one because they use, uh, you know, toners, hair color, hair color products, and you can't use chemicals outside. So they can't even open their doors at all. Nancy Pelosi uh, allegedly had a staffer contact this salon, say, hey, we we really need you guys to open the salon for Nancy Pelosi. She's really got to get her hair done. They opened it specifically for her. Yes, Jason. That's an important important point of the story because yes. they, there's text messages that back that claim up. Yes, correct. Yeah, because it's not that's not what you're hearing from Nancy right. Pelosi's camp. However, the text messages do indicate that the staffer did contact this hair salon and uh, ask for the preferential treatment. So there you saw Nancy Pelosi on uh, camera footage. Now, you'll notice this was surveillance camera footage. Because the salon owner, not so happy. The salon owner is pissed because she says, I've been I've been closed for all this time. The city of San Francisco, uh, the governor of California, you guys have forced us to close our doors. I can't feed my family. I'm a single mom. And yet Nancy Pelosi thinks that she can walk in here with no mask on, no social distancing and uh, just come in and get her hair done while the rest of us, you know, I guess starve. And so uh, she's getting hit pretty hard for that. Now, they did say, I can't believe this either, Jason. Uh, they did say, her camp said, the speaker always wears a mask and complies with local COVID requirements. Uh, and she said, I didn't realize I was doing anything wrong. I actually just saw an update to this story as well that uh, she came out and is now saying that they set her up. Yeah, that they set they set her up, and actually, by the way, she thinks that the business owes her an apology yeah. for setting her up. The Balls. nerve of this woman is it the too much Botox to the brain? <laughs> what is it? The balls, yeah. She's, Seriously. Yeah, she, they're all hypocrites. They're all hypocrites. Um, the, the speaker always wears a mask, except when she's caught on CCTV <laughs> footage when she thought no one was watching. Right. Give me a break. The speaker always wears a mask when she thinks people are watching her. Yeah, so I guess she just did this, and she actually made an apology, and she said, I apologize for falling for the setup. Yes! Wow. I know. The balls on this woman is nuts. That's crazy. Um, This is, so this is just the the most recent, but I think that was the governor of Nevada just got caught um, hanging out, listening to live music at a place um, when everyone else can't. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg officiated a wedding recently without wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. These are all people that have said no. The, the, saying that there's, laughably there should be a national mask mandate, mm-hmm. even though none of them have the power to do that. Um, yeah, That hasn't I, stopped them before, Jason. <laughs> no, no, and Let's it won't in the future, really. Um, but, they're, but they're all hypocrites. It's time to open up. It, it's time to actually pretend that there's a constitution that allows people to you know, provide for themselves and their family, and you can't just lock them down like that. It's absolutely ridiculous.
I wish Nancy's office would have called me. I would have spun it this way, that she was the first anti-mask protester in Northern California. <laughs> she was going to lead the charge. She had switched sides, and she was going to help open up California and put people to work so they wouldn't starve. But no, no. <laughs> she has to take the defensive position and start telling lies about what she's up to. I mean, She's so obviously lying. Yeah. She's so yes, obviously lying. Yes, it's incredible. Or, I mean, at least maybe say, like, make a, a reason for not wearing, right? Like, well, it got wet, right? She, her hair is wet in the in the camera footage. Just like, uh, well, there was an accident and my mask got all wet and I had to take it off so we could dry it and then I put it right back on. I mean, even something other than just having the gall to just flat out be like, uh, yeah, what you saw there, it, it didn't happen. She always wears a mask. I don't know what you're talking about. It's incredible to me. It's 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 the it's, it's, it's like the fiery but mostly peaceful protests. Yeah, like yeah. it's like don't believe your eyes. Don't believe what you're seeing right now. I'm here to tell you what the real truth is. It's the perfect contrast and the perfect example of that style of government, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's like you know we want all of you people to be as average as possible. Yeah, um, we're gonna bring everyone down to a certain level, but don't worry, you all be equal. Except for us, like we can do what we want to do, you know, like we have, you know, Elizabeth Warren talks about wealth taxes and like tax taxing everybody and all this stuff. She's a multimillionaire, you know, sure. of course, like, you know, she, she's already made her money off the system. Now she's in that elite class. Mm-hmm. So then she can sit down and say that same for Bernie Sanders, millionaire. All of them are millionaires. They, they want to do this. Right. Um, George Soros, billionaire. Of course, he wants to turn the, uh, the world to socialism. Mm-hmm. He's already in that elite class. Mm-hmm. He's not coming down to that level. And Nancy Pelosi is the same way. She's not coming down. Yeah. She can go in when everybody else can't go into a you know a hairstylist. It's just not the little people. Well, and we keep saying, you know, I can't believe the the gall of this woman. But then you look at how the mainstream media, how uh, journalists treat these people, and you realize, oh. That's how they have the gall that they have because they are never held to yeah. the same standard as all of us. Uh, after all of this news surfaced, e- even even that statement that she made, yeah, it was reported like, "No worries, guys. We found out. She told us what really happened. She was set up. Now we can go back to business." <laughs> really, there was no scrutiny to it at all. Well, was- here was the scrutiny. Here was the scrutiny. Politico reporter uh, Carla Marinucci actually she saw this footage and she said. Okay, I have to ask upon seeing this, is it legal in California, a two-party consent state, to videotape someone in a private home or business without their consent? So, the problem, not that Nancy Pelosi thinks that she's above everyone else and doesn't abide by the same rules as you and I. The problem, actually, is... Was she actually... Did she consent to this videotape of herself or should the salon owner be getting in trouble? <laughs> the journalists are trying to get her off on a technicality, basically. Yes. <laughs> it's incredible, Sheriff. Well, you know, when you're an elitist, it's a lot easier to have subjects rather than citizens. And when you have pawns called the news media yeah. to carry out your work, life is a little bit easier. So as we can you know, criticize her, my goodness, she just is trying to figure out how to make us more subjects than citizens. And it is amazing to me how much they believe that their own stuff and how much they can switch. You know, Joe Biden said he was against fracking and then now yes. Donald Trump's lying about that, even though he said it right. multiple times. Yeah, it, it, but, uh, And that's what I'm talking about with just it's like they it's the most epic form of gaslighting I've ever seen in my life. They're like, do not believe your eyes. That's right. Like the, there's video. Someone put together a video of Joe Biden saying multiple times I would 
would ban fracking. I would ban fracking. I would ban fracking. And now he's like, Donald Trump's a liar if he's saying I would ban fracking. And you're like, but I just saw you say it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it makes I you crazy. Sheriff, you might know more about this than I do, but I, I've lived in California. I, it seems like I can, I don't think it count. I don't think it matters for cctv it, it doesn't that's exempted i believe i don't i don't know how law in california but i think you're correct is what i've heard that that obviously it's a surveillance video and i think it's legally there and most businesses have like yeah, a, have it, like something on the door like a sticker right. or something yeah like that. and it and it is it is legal. there were attorneys who came and said it is legal to post security camera footage cctv footage is not you don't have to have consent yeah. Uh, uh, to to record them or also to post it. So, dang it. Sorry, Nancy. You tried can't hard use on that, that excuse <laughs> anymore. Uh, it, but and one more thing to to point out on that. Uh, by the way, I do have I did do a video on this on Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on YouTube. If you have not yet subscribed, you gotta go check it out. I mean, only if you enjoy watching, uh, you know, parody of Nancy Pelosi slurring her words. <laughs> holding a giant vodka bottle. Okay, that, that's all I'm going to say. But it was interesting because she said, well, I didn't know the rule. I didn't know the rules. I just had to depend on, you know, these these business owners to tell me what was going on. And it's like, but this is where you live. This is like, so if you can get away with that, right, they're your rules and this is where you live. So if you can get away with that, so could I get away with that if I just went in and uh, I had, you know, the sheriff called on me or I had the the police called on me and they showed up? Could I get away with saying, well, I didn't I didn't know those were the rules. I I guarantee you if if the president said California should open up their salons, she would know the rules pretty damn quick. Yeah, she'd be like, oh, no, no, no. He wants old people to die, and they're all supposed to be locked down. She'd know them very, very quick. Uh, well, she believes in the science of wearing <laughs> masks. So don't forget that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens, this segment. Uh, if you have a dog, I know your dog is part of the family. That's how we treat our dogs here in America. They're, like, super spoiled, and we let them up on our beds, and it's really gross when you think about it, but for some reason we still do it. Uh, but the problem is that our dogs don't live long enough. If you want to extend your dog's life and make sure that they are thriving and they are the healthiest condition that they can be in, you got to give them Rough Greens. Now, Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on top of your dog's food. It puts all of the nutrients that they need, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils. It puts all of that back into their food because they're not getting it from the dry dog food. They kill all of that stuff out to give it that long shelf life so that it can sit uh, on the shelf at Petco, but it's not giving your dog the nutrients that they need. Also, if you have a picky dog eater, uh, mine, he, she doesn't eat anything now until I put rough greens on it. But it's great because I know that she is not only getting her calories, but she is getting all of the things that are going to promote a happy and healthier lifestyle for her. Your dog's going to love it. Take the Rough Greens 14-Day Jumpstart Challenge today. It is $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in those 14 days or less, especially if you have an older dog. Help them out. Help them increase their mobility. Let them thrive the little life that they have. Dogs don't live long enough. Help them out with that. Go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute.
Here you go, Jason. This one's for you since you didn't prepare for the show. The California <laughs> General Assembly, uh, this is, of course, comprised of a Democratic supermajority. They have advanced legislation that could ease the criminal punishment for LGBT adults who have sex with underage teenagers. Now, here are some of the details. Uh, the bill was introduced by State Senator Scott Weiner. There are some jokes there that I won't make. Uh, he is an openly gay man, and he seeks to prevent gay adults who sodomize or perform oral sex with underage teenagers from being automatically assigned to the sex offender registry in California. So the judge, let me just, so Jason's like, but, but, what, but. The judge uh, is, is supposed to now use discretion, if this bill passes, on assigning an individual to the sex offender registry if their victim was between the ages of 14 to 17 and the age difference between the offender and the victim is less than 10 years. So you oh can gosh. still be ages 14 to 17. I'm about to make his head explode. And as long as all of this criteria is met, uh, the judges can now use discretion on whether or not to put these sex offenders in the sex offender registry. Um, have I blown your mind yet, Jason? So hang on. <laughs> so you can be, so if a 24-year-old man sodomizes a 14-year-old boy, that's up to the judge's discretion on whether he's a sex offender? As long as uh, the age difference is less than 10 years. That's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's up to the judge's discretion. It's, it's like he can redefine pedophilia. So that's exciting. But only for right. the LGBT. I told you at the top of the show, what did I tell you? I said they are helping pedophiles in California. That's what I told you. This is, this is, this is evil. This is the only way to describe this. This is absolutely evil. I mean, they like, the left... And I even think rightfully came down on uh, that Milo, what's his name, guy? Yiannopoulos. Yeah, mm -hmm. for alluding to something yeah. like this. Yeah. Then they came after him for it. But now it's completely fine for that to be law in a state. Mm -hmm. I, I don't got much to say to this. I, I can't. I, I used to live in California. I'm glad I'm out of there. I, I, I can't. I cannot believe it. I, I don't know how anyone with a family can live there. Quite you frankly. A, yeah, you, you. It's time to leave. It is time to leave California if they're not protecting the children, because that's what they're doing. They're not protecting the children. And he is associating this with the regular regular gay movement, which I would think those people would go, wait a minute. Yes. Don't include that yes. with us. That yes. is pedophilia 101. It, it goes on all the time. And... Uh, it, this is this is a tragedy, and I, I agree with Jason. It's just mind blowing that that they would do this, and it's going to cross. You know, if it starts in California, mm -hmm. they'll try to roll it across the country, mm -hmm. and it a fourteen year old with a twenty four year old. Incredible. That, that's Incredible. that's how powerful some of these leftist movements have become. Like the LGBT movement is so, they're bullies right now, and everyone is scared to just to to push back them in at all. Even something like this, they got the majority. What was the vote again? I can't. Uh, uh, it was the bill the passed in the Senate by a 23-10 vote and passed the Assembly by a 41-18 vote. Oh, that's, so it, that's it, insane. It's, it's head, I mean, it's heading to Governor, Governor, I always say that, Governor Gavin Newsom's desk for signature. So it will likely become the law of California. That's fear. Oh my gosh. That is fear. That, that's like yeah. when a dictator gets 90% of the vote. Everyone's oh, yeah. scared of him. Mm -hmm. You know, like they are scared of this lobby. 
Uh, it, and it's the same thing of like uh, the Black Lives Matter right now. This, this is a Marxist organization? incorporated organization, mm-hmm. right? Marxism is, they even teach it on their website. You know, it's like this, yeah, yeah, cut, you know, race and stuff and all these other Marxist things after that. Right. Destroy the nuclear family. Yes. Exactly. Destroy all the, that. All these things. But everyone is so terrified of pushing back on them. It's just now it's, it's being taught in schools. It it's is, being taught in schools. It is interesting. Uh, well, I should say it will be interesting to see whether or not, and you hit on this, Sheriff, Um, There's more of some infighting within this particular special interest group, the LGBT uh, group, because you're right there. I mean, the majority of well, I should say every single gay person that I know is not I mean, they are not on board with the the trans movement and how they are trying to take over children and take over the schools. They're pissed that they're involved in the acronym. Period. Yes, yes, yes. And so that's why. But so I wonder I feel like we've heard a little bit of chatter from those people who are saying, okay, can we just take like the LGBs and we can just like go form our own thing and the T's and the Q's and all those other letters of the alphabet. You guys can go get your own because we are vastly different. And I wonder if we're going to see more of that because you're right. It is bizarre that there isn't a movement. They're not decrying all of these things that have nothing to do with who they are. That is, that is exactly right, and I think we will hopefully see that rise up. This is incredible legislation that slipped under the radar mm-hmm. for most places, and now here we are faced with it. And, you know, earlier there was a movement to separate into two states out there, and I, don't, that, I would think that movement would kick up, but I don't know how that California is going to survive with the way they govern. I just I, I see them heading toward straight amoral and financial collapse. Yeah. Jason. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about the two-state thing. California is very, very, I remember when I lived there. Grew up here, born here, but lived out there for 10 years. Um, it was Thank very, you for very qualifying that. I just want to make that clear, very clear. <laughs> I'm not a California person at all. Um, but there, it was a vast difference when you go up into the north. You went out, went out to some of the farming communities. Even, even on some of the coasts, you know, the coast, there's a lot of business. And they just completely, they're not represented with their state government at all. Um, it's mainly represented by people that live in Los Angeles, San Francisco, right. the big mm-hmm. cities, and everyone else has, is left with putting up w- with, with this crap. I don't, I don't, I'm, there's definitely a point where they go too far, where they push too far. We were, we were talking before, I think it was off air, about how, you know, there's, there's, all, there's all these, like, pictures and videos of, like, fleets of moving trucks that have been seen in New York, and they're getting the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. I hope that, and I see this a lot within the, uh, the black community as well, where they're like, maybe we've been lied to over the past few decades. Maybe they don't really give a crap about us. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there is a way, a different way. I'm hoping that that's where we're getting, and I think that steps like this, like <laughs> writing into law that pedophilia is okay, mm-hmm. this sounds ludicrous, but I, hopefully that wakes a lot of people up to this has gone way too far. I think right now it's a, it's a battle for the people that are in the middle right now. Everybody that's very, very far left is in a base and they're not budging. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't care what happens. You know, like they don't care what Biden says, what they propose. What, they're just voting that way regardless. Yeah. Yes. I think there's a lot of people on the right that are just, we're so scared of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're very much in that, in, in that, in that case on, on our side as well. But there's a lot of people in the middle that can really jump either way. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we've seen with the polling, with the rioting, with the violence, they're starting to jump back over towards the right. Like, yeah. they're like, okay, no, you guys are nuts. We know what you stand for. We're jumping back over. 
I think right now it's, it's very much a war for, for, for the sane people that really could be, they're centrist. They could be Republicans, they could be the same Democrats, whatever. Right. And I want to cautiously, cautiously say I think that we're winning that. Mm. I hope. Yeah, well, I think so. I think we are winning. I think uh, the Hispanic community, the African American community, are both starting to move over toward Trump mm-hmm. because they don't want that, and they they are absolutely conservative communities, and a lot of them are just realizing how conservative they truly are. And a lot of them are having to deal with the damage and devastation that's absolutely. been done to their businesses that they've worked their whole lives for that have been burned to the ground for. Absolutely no reason at all. The last poll that I saw for uh, what Trump was getting with the black vote, I can't remember. It was like an in- it was a crazy increase. It was like ten percent over what it was just a few months ago. Yeah. Um, was it like twenty something percent? Twenty eight to thirty percent is what I remember. Okay, if that's true, that would be. This is a, this is a landslide. Hu- yes. This is a landslide yes. if that's true. That would be huge. All right, we've got more to come, but we got to take a break. Back in a minute. I know you aren't you, but you're like. I don't want to believe it too quickly because that would be... All right, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. I'm having trouble pronouncing people's names today. You should say Taco Carlson. <laughs> I don't know what I, ter, ta, I... It's hard to it's hard to speak, all right? Just call me Joe Biden from now on. Tucker Carlson released some audio between a CNN host, Fredo Cuomo. Okay, his real name's Chris. And disbarred attorney Michael Cohen, who is, of course, a convicted felon now. Uh, so two really great guys uh, that showed... The the two men discussing Cuomo's time at ABC News and some uh, some alleged sexual harassment uh, a- allegations that happened. Here's a little bit of that exchange. Listen, you know, I'm always careful when I talk to media, you know, right. Do you know how many phone calls I've gotten from people at ABC who say that reporters are calling and lying about things they heard about me to try to get stories about me when I was at ABC? Guys calling and saying, I heard he was the Charlie Rose of ABC, used to invite women to the hotel and open his uh, bathroom. Do I look like the kind of guy who's got to do that? Sure, why not? (laughs) Um, But you insist, so lying, so I already have a good source that says that he forced one woman to have sex. I just want to know if you've ever heard anything like that. There is no woman. Right. There is none of that. So here's the problem. Women who do work there saying, oh, yeah, you know, some of these men, and, and naming me with other guys, you know, we bumped into each other once in the elevator, and he put his hand on my shoulder, and he made me really uncomfortable. I mean, what the f***? It's, it's, it's a problem. And now you So I'm careful of- with the media always. Right. I've always told you, the media is not your friend. No. Well, that's one thing we can't agree on, Chris. That is one thing we can't agree on. The media is not your friend. Phone calls I've gotten from people. I don't know why that's still playing. But uh, so Chris Cuomo. Now, some people are saying this is a big fat nothing burger. This is not a big deal. Uh, Other people are saying, oh, he did sound a little bit mad and defensive. And it was a little bit odd that it seemed his entire problem was do I look like the kind of effing guy who's got to do that? <laughs> That's not really like a solid defense, I would say, which even Michael Cohen would know. 
He, he's, he's not a great lawyer. He's, he sounded more concerned that he's being compared to an old Charlie yeah, Rose. Yeah, he's like, do I look like a Charlie Rose? Look at me. Come on. Um, yeah, and uh, there's, there's, well, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, the point that you made, you can't trust the media. No kidding, especially <laughs> no kidding. the network that he works for. But also, look, bro, it doesn't matter. Because you've been telling us for the longest time, especially during Brett Kavanaugh, believe all women. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that that's not the case now? Because going on your standard, we should believe all these women that are accusing you. Every single one of them while he was at ABC or whatever. That's a great point. Believe all women. That's exactly right. He brings up that standard. But if I had a dollar for every bad guy that told me that very statement, do I look like a pedophile? Do I look like a rapist? Do I look like a burglar? Then I would be very, very rich. But but it, 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 so so it is like a bald nerd to you. Yes. Yes. There you go. There. That's you mentioned that. Yes. <laughs> but I think it's a very defensive statement, and especially in their hypocritical thing as believe all women, mm-hmm. but not the women that talk about me or Joe Biden. Right, yeah. right. There's right. a couple of exceptions. Yep. Donald Trump, Reed, Brett like Kavanaugh, right? You, you, any any woman who comes out against one of those men definitely believe, and as a member of the media, definitely run the story as if President Trump has already been convicted and is guilty. <laughs> I mean, that that's the thing that kills me with them, and you especially, Sheriff, dealing with the you know the system, so to speak. There's there's always just the presumption of guilt at this point these days in the media. Yes, there so is. You don't get you don't get a chance to have your trial play out. You don't get a, have a chance to have your day in court. You are just if there's any allegation, uh, the media comes out against you, and you don't get the benefit of any doubt. That that is correct. If they they are against you, then they're going to convict you before uh, before supper. <laughs> and uh, people like so Cuomo, like all and all these like you know you know mainstream. TV networks. They're all they're the ones that were pushing that Donald Trump was going to be bad for women, that he hated women mm-hmm. because of allegations that are very similar to what we're seeing right now from some of these media moguls. Yeah. Um, they were very very flimsy. They were just based off a of hearsay that happened years and years and years ago. But they were like, "No, no, no. They they made it the top story." You know, right before the election on every single news network. Oh, well, you know, this woman said this, this woman said this, whatever. Nothing came from any of them. But now we're seeing that the exact same allegations are happening to them. Yeah. But, they were, but, but those are not to be believed. But the That's ones right. against the guy running for president, no, believe them. I have to wonder, too, if this is just kind of a like a warning shot fired at Chris Cuomo. I wonder if there's more that Tucker has, because it did seem very odd that that was the end of the the conversation, that it just cut off. And I'm like, I wonder if this was just like a, hey, Chris, we got your number. Just so you know, we're just going to sit here and we're just going to hold this right here and we're going to play it whenever we feel like it. Feel free to sweat a little bit as you wait. Right, right, (laughs) exactly. Do I look like the kind of guy that would sweat? Yeah, actually, he does. All right, more to come back in a minute. It'd be very Tucker Carlson-like. I know. That's why I'm like, that would be a Tucker move right there. Mm-hmm. Very, very good All right. Yesterday's poll. Who is pulling Joe Biden's strings? Uh, you guys said the radical left, 40, almost 45 percent, uh, followed by former Obama officials at 40 percent. Which is basically the same thing. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point, Jason. I guess that was why they were so similar. Uh, and then Corn Pop. You guys have a con- the conspiracy theory that Corn Pop is behind the scenes pulling Joe Biden's strings at almost 13 percent, followed by Wall Street. Yeah, I don't even think Wall Street is. Is Wall Street a factor anymore, Jason? No. With, with the Democrats? No. They're, they're not. No, I, they're all probably voting for Donald Trump secretly. They'll never say that out in public. Absolutely. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, they'll get, they'll get in serious trouble if they said that in public. I mean, there were multiple people from Wall Street and business executives that were saying that they were scared of Elizabeth Warren becoming president. Right. But what's, we've seen the platform now for Sanders, and it's crazy far left. It's, it's, it's insane. It's basically the same thing as Sanders. What'd I say? Sanders. Yeah, yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, because it would be the same as what Bernie Sanders would do. Right. I mean, when Bernie Sanders is endorsing all of all of your plans and all of your uh, new agendas, you you got to wonder what they're really up to. Yeah, yeah. It's not different if Bernie Sanders is agreeing <laughs> with you. All right. Today's poll. If the election were held today, who would win? Oh, this is a throwaway question. Trump or Biden, if the election were held today, this very day, who would win? I'm going Trump. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters, really, unless something crazy comes out. I, I will, we've seen the way that things are shifting. Trump would win today. I agree. Trump. I agree. But I guess that is if the Democrats, uh, this is, this is, I'm going to go ahead and say the poll, put a little asterisk. This is assuming that the Democrats don't, like, cheat, basically, through mail-in voting and all of the other things that we know that they're planning on doing. So add that little asterisk when you answer the question. You can go to the Blazes Twitter to answer. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.